Welcome to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Bridgeway, visit our website at bridgeway.cc. To watch this and all of our sermons, visit our YouTube channel and be sure to subscribe while you're there. For sermon notes, click the link in the description. Today, our founding and senior pastor, Dr. David Anderson, kicks off our new ministry year and introduces our theme, Mature and Mighty in Christ. Dr. Anderson will lay out his vision for our church and how we all can become stronger in our faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's sermon. For Christ's sake, grow up. As a church, we enter into our 30th year anniversary. We can no longer be called a church plant. We are a bona fide adult church. And the number 30 is quite significant when you think about it. By 30, you should know what you want to do in life. By 30, you should truly know what you don't want to do in life. Young people think about marriage, kids, family. And squarely by the time they're 30, they're thinking really about, do I want kids or do I really want to get married? That whole idea of passing 30 almost moves you into another level of adulthood. The age 30 is truly an age of adulthood. And then in your 20s, you kind of can get away with stuff and you tend to try to figure stuff out with regard to relationships and schooling and et cetera. In your 20s, you can dabble in all kinds of experimentation and and get away with it. In your 20s, you're still on your parents' insurance, until 26 at least. By the time you're 25, guess what you get to do? You get to actually rent a car. But 30 is that age where you truly need to be doing something that they call adulting. You ever heard of adulting? That's that process of truly growing up and realizing you can't just be a child anymore. 30 is a significant number in the Bible as well. Did you know that? At age 30, Joseph became the prime minister of Egypt. You'll find that in Genesis 41, verse 46. At age 30, Saul was anointed the first king of Israel. 1 Samuel 13, 1. At age 30, David began to reign over Israel, 2 Samuel 5, 4. At age 30, Aaronic priests, meaning priests from the line of Aaron, were initially dedicated to officially serve as priests. Numbers chapter 4, verse 3. At age 30, John the Baptist from the lineage of Aaron began his ministry. And all of us probably know that at age 30, Jesus was baptized and publicly started his ministry as he stepped out to preach the gospel. Luke chapter 3, verse 23. You may or may not know this, but in 30 AD, the New Testament church was born in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost where 3,000 people received the gospel, repented, and were baptized. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Adulting. This is a year in our church where I want us to focus on growing up in our faith. It is our call, it is our assignment to begin adulting as a church. Remember, the body of Christ is not a building and it's not four walls, it's you. 
the body of Christ. In other words, you are the church. We are the church. And we must be adulting in our faith. Do you know what the Christian word for adulting is? Maturity. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Bridgeway, it's time to grow up. It's time to mature in our faith. Last year's theme, followers of Christ united in the spirit, came out of Ephesians 4, verse 3, which says, maintain the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And as we continue in that chapter, Ephesians chapter 4, as God continued to lead me reading through that chapter, verses 11 through 16 really hit me and challenges Christians, and specifically the ones in Ephesus, to become mature and mighty in Christ. Not mighty in a way that they would exert power or pride, but mighty in a way where they were strengthening in their witness. They were strengthening in their walk. They were strengthening in their worship. And they were strengthening in their work for the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to look at that passage with me, Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 16. And as I read through the passage, I want you to observe when Paul is writing the Christians there in Ephesus, four words that he actually mentions twice. And you can see it as you look at your text. The word mature, he mentions it twice. The word build or built, he mentions it twice. The word grow or grows, he mentions it twice. The word work or works, he mentions it twice. And I'm going to read it to you and emphasize those words as I do. Let's read Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 16. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then... Verse 14, we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Verse 15, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, The whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The author of the book of Ephesians is encouraging believers in the city of Ephesus to grow up. Staying young as spiritual babies in the faith will leave believers vulnerable to every wind of doctrine and crafty deception. God wants us to mature and to be mighty in five areas, according to the passage. In our function, in our faith, in our fullness, in our fortitude, and in our fit. Mighty in function 
In verses 11 through 12, in verse 16, it talks about works of service. God wants us to be mature and mighty in our works of service. Secondly, in our faith. In verse 13, he talks about unity of the faith. God wants us to be mature and mighty in our faith. Thirdly, in our fullness. Verse 13 talks about fullness in Christ. God wants us to be mature and mighty in our fullness in Christ. In verse 14, he says, no longer being spiritual infants tossed back and forth. God wants us to be mature and mighty in our fortitude that we are being strong and strengthened in Christ. And fifth, mighty in our fit. He uses words like love and joined and held together and supporting in verses 15 and 16. In other words, we can't do it alone. We have to be fitted together, strong and in unity. So for the next four weeks, I'm going to do a brand new five-week series called High Five. I'm going to preach about these five areas where we can grow mature and mighty in Christ, mature in our function, in our faith, in our fullness, in our fortitude, in our fit. Starting next week, we're going to talk about works of service. So Paul, the writer, then reminds us that the offices that help us become mature and mighty in these ways are the offices of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. These are the gifts of spiritual leadership and offices that God has given to the church to equip believers toward their spiritual growth. Some people know this as the fivefold ministry. What God does is he gives these gifts of spiritual leadership offices to the clergy and the staff that support them so that then they are deployed to help believers become mature and mighty in Christ. The job of those offices is to equip and to prepare you, the body of Christ, to do the work of the ministry. The church staff and employees are not here to do the spiritual work for you. If there's a clergy member, a minister, or a pastor, or anyone who works for the church in a supporting role, that group is given to you as a gift from God to help support you so you, you, you can do the work of the ministry. We don't teach and preach just to get amens and hallelujahs and hand claps. We don't lead worship just so you can watch us. We don't serve just so you can see us serving. We do all that we do to equip you to do the work of the ministry. We are more than simply ministers. We're administers. We are there to administrate and support you and equip you so you can do works of service. You are the ministers. Legally, you may have ministers and clergy. Professionally, you may have pastors and teachers and so on and so forth. But actually, God says every single believer is a minister. And our job is to make every one of you, listen, better ministers. That's why we're here. In fact, 1 Peter 4.10 says this, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Each one of you, every one of you has a gift. And whatever gift you have that you've received from God, you are supposed to use it to extend God's grace to others. And we're supposed to help you do it. See, you never can see a pastor like, like a hired lawyer or a hired accountant. Sometimes people see church leaders as hired people. 
But the reality is, uh, you, you know, they don't do the work for you. They do the work because God has called them to equip you to do the work that God wants you to do on the earth. That's why every believer should be an ambassador of reconciliation as though God were making his appeal through you to the rest of the world. So let me just ask you a few questions right up front here. First of all, how long have you been a Christian? How long have you been a Christian? You see, the chronological age and the maturity age are two different things. There are people who've been Christians for 20 years and they're still babies in the faith. Going to church for 10 years doesn't make you somehow a a mature Christian. Now, it can be that way if you utilize what the church has given you so you can grow, absolutely. And we receive spiritual babies. We receive spiritual infants. We want spiritual infants in the church. We want people to be born again. Just like last week at our 1030 service in Owens Mills, we, we gave it our time for people to stand up to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. And all over the house, people had stood up and identified that they had prayed to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Spiritual infants, babies. Nothing wrong with it. In fact, we encourage it. Unless you've been around for five years. Infancy is no longer good if you're five years old. And some of you have been saved for five years. How are you doing in your spiritual faith? Here's another question. Do you feel like you are prepared and equipped to do the work of the ministry? If not, why not? Another question. What else do you need to become stronger in your faith and ready to serve as a mature minister of the gospel? What do you need? Another question. Are you prepared to sustain your spiritual life and grow it up within yourselves and within your families? Maybe one more question. Have you prepared and equipped those under your influence to grow in Christ and minister for him? Bridgeway, my goal is to help you get there. The goal of our clergy and our ministry leaders is to help you get there. The goal of our elders' council is to help you get there. Elder Kevin's goal was to help you get there. And he truly was the epitome of a spiritually mature man. The goal of all of our ministers and ministries and programs is to help you become mature and mighty in Christ. So that's our theme of adulting this year. Mature and mighty in Christ. From Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, that's our thing. We put it on wristbands and you can get it after the service. Mature and mighty in Christ. And guess what? I gave these to the elders on Thursday morning. And Elder Kevin passed away Friday morning. Guess what he had on his wrist? His daughter Bridget sent me this picture. You see, we don't want you to be the same and in the same spiritual place that you were last year. Next year, we want you to be in a better place spiritually. Listen, we're all in different places in our spiritual growth. But wherever you are, we want you to grow from there. We love you wherever you are. We receive you wherever you are. And we do not judge you in this church, no matter where you are. We want you to grow from where you are to where you can be in the months to come. 
with a little more focus, prioritization, and commitments. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3. He talks about this this need for the Corinthians to grow. And I'm going to read you two New Testament passages, then I'm going to give you some practical things. In fact, one practical application that you can do. But 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and listen to what it says in verses 1 and 2. It says this. Brothers, sisters are included. I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. In other words, he's saying you've got to move from the milk of the word to the meat of the word. In Hebrews, it says the same thing a little differently. If you go to Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 11, listen to what it says, and it goes into chapter 6. But this is what it says. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God, God's word, all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Constant use. Constant use of God's word to help you grow in your faith. I'd like to also announce that there are three strong people who are on our clergy team who are here to help us with this. In fact, there are three folk I want to highlight. First, I want to highlight Pastor Steve Hardnett, who's moving from a volunteer role as pastor to a part-time employee role. Also, Pastor Sandy Pope, who's moving from a volunteer role to a part-time employee role, even as she still works in the marketplace. And we're bringing on Will Easton as a pastoral resident. After internship, you become a resident. Essentially, here's a 26-year-old pastor in training. Look at those folks because they are joining our team and we are strengthening them to help strengthen you. And so we are thankful for Pastor Sandy, Pastor Steve, and Will Eastham, our new pastoral resident for the next year. So what have we said so far? We want you to become mature and mighty in Christ, that we're here to help you become mature and mighty in Christ. So what is my one practical application? Here it is. Choose three ways to grow. Choose three ways to grow. We not only have a ministry theme this year, but we actually have a ministry plan that you can commit to. If you say, Pastor, I want to grow this year, guess what? My team and I have come up with 30 ways you can grow and mature in Christ. 30 ways. And I'm not going to mention all 30 of them, but I'm going to highlight a few. You can go online to bridgeway.cc slash the word 30, because you can't put numbers in there, but bridgeway.cc slash 30. And a plan will come up and you'll see the 30 different things 
All right, I'm going to highlight a few of them. But those 30 different things you can do to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to choose three of these things over the next ministry year. Our ministry year goes from September the 12th to June the 12th. That's 39 weeks, okay? And I want you to just choose three. Now, you can choose more than three. But three is 10%, and God can do a lot with 10%, can he? That's a message I could preach right now. I'm not even going to do it. But I'm telling you, 10% will change your life, okay? You have 30 ways. Choose at least three. If you go more than that, you'll get more because whatever you sow, you will reap even more. I'm just saying, so tempted to talk about giving right now. But what I want you to do is to give of your talents, your treasures, and your time. And I want you to look at all 30 of these and say, Lord, what three do I want to engage in? Now, let me highlight several. One of the ones I'm most excited about, and I'm excited about all of them, trust me. And throughout the summer, as I've been thinking about these, I've been writing them down and sharing them and talking with my ministry team and everything. But this is one thing I want you to do. We're going to do a 30-hour, all night, revival service of preaching, praying, praising, and prophetic declarations. Get it? Preaching, praying, praising, and prophetic declarations for 30 hours. We're going to start on Friday night, October the 29th, 6 p.m. We're going to go all through Friday night, all through the day on Saturday until like 11.59 p.m. on Saturday night. Every hour, preaching for 20 minutes or so. There's going to be a sermon. I'm going to have 30 different preachers. And then we're going to pray. And then we're going to praise God. And then we're going to have a prophetic declaration. The person that's assigned the prophetic declaration will make a, a declaration and a decree based on the word of God that was just preached to claim that it will be true in this place. I believe that when we build our church continually on prayer and the word of God, God will take us to the next level of maturity and might. And I'm so excited about it. When people wake up in the morning, they turn on their broadcast, there's going to be someone preaching. It's going to be live in our locations as well, in person. We'll give you the, the, the details on that. So you can come all night. You can come for a few hours. You can stay and watch it on, at home. You can do both. But here's the good news. All around the world, whether you're in Australia, whether you are in Nigeria, whether you're in Algeria, or whether you're in Akakik, you'll be able to hear the word of God and to press in with praise and prayer and prophetic declarations over your life. Mark your calendars, October the 29th. Here's the second thing I'm excited about. 30 minutes of a monthly prayer call. On the 30th of every single month, starting this month, September 30th, I am going to lead a prayer call from 7.30 to 8. You got to get up early. 7.30 to 8. Anyone can join. You don't have to be a partner at Bridgeway, a member. You don't have to be a spiritual leader. As long as you call Bridgeway home or maybe you have visitors that you want to join, you can pray with the senior pastor. We're going to pray for 30 minutes every month on the 30th, starting September 30th. The only month it won't be on the 30th is February. If you don't know why, you'll figure that out. We'll pray for your learning in the Lord. Guess what else you get to do? Every single Thursday... Starting this Thursday, the 16th of September, for 30 minutes, from 12 to 12.30, we're going to have preaching in the Word online. So you can take a lunch hour and get 
30 minutes of the word of God, anytime a Thursday from 12 to 1230. Just put it in your calendar. Maybe that's what you want to do for the next 39 weeks. Pastor Eli and pastoral resident Will Easton overseeing this. You'll have great preaching every single week. And we'll take about, take about 15 to 20 minutes to preach and about 15 minutes or 10 minutes to have a dialogue about the sermon and then you're done. Eat your sandwich while you're at work. Go to your car and sit in there and just have a time of the word. So you get in the word every single week at the lunch hour on Thursdays. Every single month praying with the pastor on the 30th. On the 29th and the 30th of October, praying all night long, praising all night long, preaching all night long, prophetic declarations all night long. How exciting. Here are a couple other things you do. Everything's around 30. We want 30 people to get baptized this year. If you've not been baptized, this is the time. You call the church, say, I want to be baptized. What do I need to do? I want to be baptized. I'm going to identify with Christ as a believer through the public ordinance of baptism. 30 new partners. Hey, listen, if you are not a partner with our church, this is the year to become one. You could have been around for 20 years. I know a lot of people have been around for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. They're not partners yet. This is the year to say, you know what? I want to grow mature and mighty in Christ. I want to show my commitment to the church, to the pastor, to the leaders. I am yoking myself with this body. They may not be perfect. In fact, they're pretty imperfect and kind of crazy. But guess what? I still want to grow. Join us. We're not the kind of church you walk to the front, shake the preacher's hand, and you become a member. What kind of church you go to a class, you learn about who we are, you attend, you serve, and then you say, I really want to make this commitment to be a part of Bridgeway. 30 new tithers. If you're not tithing, make this the year that you say, you know what, I've been given 5%, I'm going to get up to 10%, because 10% will change my life. At the same time, you might say, I'm not giving anything, let me start with 2%, 3%. Great. But make this the year you say, you know what, I'm going to stop cheating God. If I want to mature and be mighty in Christ, worship is great. The word of God is great. Serving in the church is great. But I've been cheating God for a long time, and I'm going to stop cheating God. This is the year I want to go to the next level. And if I'm going to go to the next level, I've got to start giving back to God because of all he's given me. This is a part of what it means to grow in Christ. You're not going to grow in Christ if you keep holding on to every dollar and not having faith to believe that God can multiply in his divine economics the faith that you sow into the ministry. Man, I can preach that, and I will right now. And so what I'm saying, now I'm just kidding, but boy, I'm tempted. Here's something I'm so excited about, so excited. 30 small businesses I want to support. And I want you to support them too. A couple of weeks ago at the campus in Owens Mills, Ricestown, I came to the church and I said, listen, after the service, I'm going to Subway and I want you to join me there. You see, there's a Subway in Owens Mills on Red Brook Boulevard. It's kind of off the beaten path off of Red Run Boulevard. And I'd gone there a couple of times and there's a 15-year-old named Maude who was serving me my sandwiches. And after he would serve me, well, I got a protein bowl without the bread. You can do, put all the fixings on lettuce. It's really good, right? And he says, would you tell people that we're here? Because we're not doing very good with our business. I said, sure. And so that Sunday I came in. I said, hey, y'all, you want to go bless this business? They're not even open on the weekends, but they said they would open for us on Sunday. I committed to buying 20 subs. I said, would you open? Would you ask your dad? So ask the dad, ask the mom. It's a little family business. Would you 
Would you open on Sunday if I can guarantee you 20 people? And if 20 people don't come, I'll pay for 20. That would be great. So that Sunday, I mentioned it to, to our people a couple of weeks ago, and guess what? Over 100 folk came. The line was out the door. There was some rain. People were holding up umbrellas. Other people had given me cash just to, to bless them with. So we had, you walk into the place on the table, pounds of cash. And I'm like, hey, it's to pay for your sandwich. You know, hey, take this, take this. People kept adding cash and adding, couldn't give it away because they wanted to bless this business. These people were overwhelmed. They had opened on that Sunday for two and a half hours just for Bridgeway. And guess what? After it was all over, we laid hands and prayed. We were in a circle and our hands are up praying for the business. Afterwards, the owner, the dad, invited me to come to the back to see the numbers. And before he showed me to register, he gave me this great big hug. And the way he hugged me was he bent over at the hip and he just, almost like you're tackling someone, put his arms around me and put his head down into my, into my hip right here and just held on to me. He said, thank you so much, Dr. Anderson. Thank you so much. I said, you are so welcome. These are the people of God. We're believers in Jesus, and we just wanted to bless your business today. I don't know what their faith or their religion is. You know, that didn't really matter to me. I do believe that the love of Christ will just continue to woo them. I have a vision that one day they're going to be in this campus at Owens Mills, Reisterstown, with their hands lifted high, singing what Elder Kevin was singing. He is Lord. You just wait and see what God does. But guess how much they made? I won't give you the exact numbers of their business, but I will tell you this. That day they made 10 times as much as they normally make in one whole day of eight hours because of Bridgeway showing up. I wanna do more of that. I want us to just bless 30 businesses. Maybe you choose your own businesses, but I'm gonna throughout the year just be, you know, as God leads me, we're gonna bless businesses. And talking about God leading me, so check this out. There is a seamstress in Kenya, in Kabiri, Kenya, which is a very, very poor area. And Janice Fonseca, my public relations person, is connected to another lady in our church who serves named Mumbi, who's from Kenya. And Mumbi uh, was telling Janice that there's this seamstress in Kenya who can sew her self off. And so she just sews so very well. And she, she was an orphan, and she wanted to use her sewing skills to make money so she could teach other orphans how to sew so how they can make money, right? And so I said, you know, Janice, I've always wanted like an African jacket. I want something that's different than anybody else. Do you think that she could uh, take different African uh, colors and, and just make a jacket for me? She goes, absolutely. She goes, the clothes that are made for me were absolutely perfect in, their, in, in the way they fit. And I said, okay, have her do it. She goes, but Doc, listen, you're not going to get your money back. She's a great seamstress. Then they wait for someone to come, one of the family members to come over uh, from, from Africa, and then they will deliver it. Well, several weeks later, I got the jacket. Now, I didn't want to wear it to start my message because I didn't want you to be so blinded by the Joseph Technicolor uh, dream coat that you're about to see. But I did ask Janice and Mumby to come on stage for a couple of minutes because now I'm going to put the jacket on. If I would have started this way, you wouldn't have listened to me. But now that I've given you the backdrop, you're going to see this coat. So come on. Welcome, Mumby, and welcome, Janice, to the stage. Welcome, welcome. Okay, put this bad coat on me. Look at this. Come on now, look at that. All right, put this on me, because I know it's going to look good. Okay, hang on. Here's my arm right here. My arm right here. Woo! What y'all think about this? 
I can see Kevin Thornton in this. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't with his shorts and sandals. Look at this. Perfectly fit. Perfectly made. Mumby, tell us the story. What's her name? Her name is Gladys. Do you have a microphone? Do we have a microphone? I think we forgot a microphone. Hang on. One's coming right now. So this is Janice. This was made for her. This was made for you, right? And this was made for you. Okay, Mumby, tell us the story of Gladys. Sure. Gladys Akumu is a... We're going to go up a little bit? Sure. Is a 36-year-old woman in Kenya who was an orphan, learned how to sew in order to support herself, um, and she is excellent. I have... I've never physically seen her. You just send her the material. She, she sends you the material. You send her what you want, and she makes it to fit. Bespoke. Wow. Perfect, yes. Tell us the story of how she became a seamstress. Sure. So she, um, she's an orphan, and um, she went through school. She only attended primary school. She then uh, dropped out. Her, her uncle took her in. She went in to learn how to be a tailor so that she could learn how to make money and support herself got married at 19 and is now um, sewing and has apprenticed under some tailors and now has some people working with her as well. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think about my jacket? It's hot. It's hot, right? It's yeah. Right. On point, like a decimal. It, it, can you see it? Oh, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure you Stevie can see Wanda it. Could see that. Stevie Wonder could see that. Stevie Wonder could see that. Okay, it's great. Fantastic. All right, so if anybody wanted to order anything from her, mm -hmm. um, how, how's that going to work? Sure, so we're going to go, uh, anyone can go on to Anderson Speaks. Right, andersonspeaks.com, yeah. mm -hmm. hit my fashion, Yes. right? And then mm -hmm. they can, from that point on, what happens? Then they would uh, have to take measurements and get a professional tailor to do it because Jan, uh, Gladys will be able to fit whatever you want, but you have to provide the correct measurements. Okay. Send those. There is an email on the website. You will get a response. We'll send you, you'll see material where you can pick whichever one you want and then pay the uh, amount that, that will be sent to you, wait and get your masterpiece. And it's not very expensive. It's not. At all, mm -hmm. which is a, absolutely amazing. I guess the way money works and all that. So, yeah. I mean, if you were to get something like this uh, made, you're looking at $1,500 mm -hmm. and I'm 10% of that, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, you guys talked to her via uh, Zoom or WhatsApp mm -hmm. or whatever, face to face. How did she feel about the whole thing? Wow, she felt, she was speechless, she was blessed. You can tell, especially in people's eyes, when they're very grateful, when it's coming from the heart, and that's exactly how she was. She was so grateful. She can't wait to um, put these masterpieces together. She says her joy is in blessing others. When people are happy, she's happy. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for being the conduit. Thank you for being the conduit yes. to make this happen. Mm -hmm. God bless you guys. I'm going to continue preaching in this bad-looking coat right here. <laughs> So her name is Gladys. Again, you can go to andersonspeaks.com, hit my fashion, and you'll see the African print. And again, anything you see in a magazine or you print that you want, scarves, dresses, anything you see, uh, just you know, snap that picture, do what she said, and she'll actually make it for you. She's a really a great seamstress. So that's just, that's just so exciting to me. Here's something else that you can do. Remember, you're going to choose out of 30 things. I'm going to give you two or three more, and then I'll be done with these. But 30 weeks of church attendance. 30 weeks of church attendance. You have 39 weeks between today and June the 12th, 39 weeks like an academic year. Say this year, I'm going to make 30 weeks of church attendance, whether online, in, in person, or both. I'm not going to miss church except nine times. Now, for some of you who come every single week, you're like, that's a lot. 
But for a lot of people, most people come about once a month, maybe some twice a month. So I want you to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this box off. And when you go online, they have these little circles for each one. And when you click that, guess what? If you click and say, this is the one I'm committed to, you then join a group. And that group can engage with one another. And there's going to be a challenge champion because you're going to take these 30 challenges and take three of them. And whatever three you choose, they're going to be a challenge champion who's going to be there to support you and encourage you along the way. 30 hours of volunteer Christian service. How about that? So you know what? This year I'm going to volunteer my service to the Lord for 30 hours. For some of you, you do that every week. Others of you, you haven't stepped into that because you've been busy in your role as a mom or in your role as a business person. Maybe this is the year to say, I want to serve and use my gifts. Even as a seamstress, I want to do it for the Lord. Okay, here's one. Some of you are going to be like, I, Doc, I don't know if I can do this one. Are you ready? Rise up early for 30 days to meet the Lord. You know, the Lord rose up early to meet with this father. But for some of you who are night people, you're like, I I just don't know if I can do it. I'm just saying for 30 days, try it. Rise up early before work, you know, before you get started, set your alarm 30 minutes before, get up early and spend time with the Lord. Here's one, 30 Bible verses to memorize. Click that one. And you'll have 30 Bible verses to memorize with a group of people. Good old fashioned going back to Bible memory. Remember, we're like the word of God preaching and praying and prophetic declarations like we want to mature in the Lord. You cannot mature if you keep having milk in your system. You need the milk, but you need the meat. And that word needs to be in you when you don't have the Bible around. You can't click on because the Internet doesn't have good Wi-Fi and no one else is around. And you need God's word in that minute. You can't call a pastor. You can't even call the pastor a resident. All you can do is call on the name of the Lord and quote God's word that you've memorized. How about this one? This will be like the last one or two, okay? I'm really excited about this one. This one right here. I'm challenging you to join me. 30 hours of investment in your physical health. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I already started. I want you to lose 30 pounds with me. For those of you who need to. Now, some of you don't need to lose 30 pounds. Uh, maybe you need to lose three. But join the challenge to lose weight with me and to be more physically healthy. Others of you, maybe you need to lose more than that. But I'm just focusing on 30. All right. Doing it slowly. I'm not all crazy about it. You know, everybody has their different way of doing it. But listen, if you need somebody to help you, here's a business. Not only you can support, I'm telling you, if you need a coach, if you need a workout partner, if you need a trainer, contact D. Williamson. He has a side gig called RS Fit, which stands for Renewed Strength Fitness. And you can find him at rsfit.net. I'm going to give you his phone number, and this is what I'm going to say to you. Call D. He'll put you on a plan. And other trainers and coaches and physical uh, uh, folk who, you know, do all that health stuff, if you're in the church, call D. And he's putting together a list so that way he can refer out people who need the the training and the coaching. So call D. Here's his number. Ready? 301-526-1415. Got it? 301-526-1415. 1415. He's our chief engineer. He's on my support team for Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. But he runs this business, and a lot of people who have worked with him feel so good about 
uh, the way they feel because of D. So thank you, D, for that. Now, I told you I was excited about it because I'm going to uh, work on this. I've been losing. I've been trimming. Amber's looks so wonderful. And, and so, you know, I'm still eating uh, some good steak and, and chicken, but I just kind of cut off of, of the bread a little bit, except last night at dinner. But that's a different story. My point is this. I'm working on it slowly, a little pound at a time. But some of you don't need to lose weight with your body, but you do need to lose weight with the stuff in your garage. You need to lose 30 bags of clothing, 30 pairs of shoes. I know somebody just fell out in their living room night, right now. I mean, let God tell you, okay? Let God tell you what you need to get rid of, but maybe you need to get rid of 30 pairs of jeans, 30 pairs of clothes, 30 pairs of shoes. Maybe you need to get rid of 30 pounds of something else in your life. Here's the point. Whatever's weighing you down that could then allow you to be a, a little more fit so that you can worship God better. That's what we're talking about. And that's why I'm excited about it. And we have a challenge champion to help you with, you know, unloading some of your material possessions or maybe even some of the weight on your body. Listen, the one practical application is that you would choose three things out of the 30. Remember, go to bridgeway.cc slash the word 30. Now, let me ask you, who's committed to growing to become more mature and mighty in Christ? this year. Wave. Who will commit to choosing three ways to grow? Wave. Now, before you can grow in Christ, you must be born again into Christ. Some of you are saying, you know, pastor, I'm hearing you and I want to grow spiritually too. How do I start? You start by inviting Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your savior, or the way Jesus put it when he talked to a guy named Nicodemus in John chapter three, when he asked him, how can I get into the kingdom of heaven? He said, you must be born again. You must be born again spiritually in order to come into the kingdom of God, to grow from being a spiritual baby to a spiritual adult. And one day, just like Kevin, we're gonna go home to be with the Lord and when we walk in, the Lord's going to welcome up us with open arms, as he did with St. John, Alan, Kevin, over 3,000 victims from September 11th, and hundreds of thousands of people who lost loved ones because of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's time, Bridgeway. For Christ's sake, grow up. Thanks for listening to the Bridgeway Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. To learn more about Bridgeway, visit our website at bridgeway.cc. To watch this and all of our sermons, visit our YouTube page and make sure you subscribe while you're there. To download sermon notes, just click the link in the description. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.